Hi everyone, I'm Tammy Nasir, and this is Leadership Biz Cafe, a podcast that looks at some of the challenges leaders face today and what you can do about it to ensure you succeed at driving your organization's efforts forward. Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tammy Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that offers both keynotes and corporate training events on a variety of leadership topics. To learn more, visit our company's website at tamanasir.com and let's talk about how we can bring in valuable insights and practical tools to help your organization succeed in achieving its goals. Now, before we get into the subject of today's episode, I have an exciting bit of news to share. My podcast, Leadership Biz Cafe, is now available on iHeartRadio. I just got the news yesterday and I'm absolutely thrilled to have my show be a part of the iHeartRadio platform. So if you enjoy listening to radio channels and or podcasts on iHeartRadio, be sure to add my podcast to your listening library. To find this show, simply enter Leadership Biz Cafe or Tavern Nasir in the search bar. The other thing I wanted to share was a message sent to me by a new listener of this show, Jade By The Way. Jade sent me this note and he was kind enough to agree to let me share it on my podcast. Jade wrote, As a young director of operations looking to further my career, I am constantly eager to learn how to improve leadership and mentoring skills, both in business and personal life. I just came across your podcast and I am loving it. Excited to hear, read more of your work. As I told Jade, getting this kind of feedback really means a lot. It's great to not only hear that people are benefiting from this show, but that it's wonderful to be told that you're making a difference. And the reason why I wanted to share this is because it's actually something that I talk about in some of my talks on leadership, of how it's important to make the time to tell your employees what they do matters. And yes, I do get some leaders who question how much impact that has, which is why I share these notes, because it has a positive impact on me and on my drive to continue to share insights on how to improve the way you lead. And if you can hear how I benefit from this kind of feedback from my listeners, then hopefully you'll appreciate why you as a leader should be making a similar effort to let your employees know they're making a difference as well. So thanks again, Jade, for the wonderful feedback. And with that, let's brew up this edition of Leadership Espresso Shot. I'm sure it comes as no surprise, given the music I use for my podcast, that I'm a big jazz fan. Mind you, I think it's almost a given that if you're from Montreal, you have to like jazz. After all, Montreal does hold the Guinness World Record for holding the world's largest jazz festival, an event I've actually been attending since I was in high school. Granted, I know not everyone's a fan of jazz. In fact, my wife is not at all a fan of jazz, which is why I often play it in her house, either when she's not at home or with my headphones on. But... Regardless of whether you like jazz or not, there are some interesting insights we can glean from jazz that can help you be more successful with the way you lead your team and organization in today's faster-paced digital world. And so, for this Leadership Espresso Shot, I'd like to share three powerful strategies that will help drive collaboration in your workforce so you can tap into the best efforts of all of your employees. The first powerful strategy jazz teaches us about collaboration is to create opportunities for employees to share and merge their unique perspectives with others in the team. Now, there's two familiar characteristics of jazz, one being how performances by jazz trios or quartets often feature solo performances by each of the musicians. 
and the second characteristic being how after the main melody of the song has been played, the musicians each then play their own interpretations while staying in concert with one another. Now, with the solo performances, the audience gets the chance to focus on the solo artist and on their own unique playing style and contribution. But with the second characteristic, the listener gets to hear how these unique voices both differentiate and meld with each other. And this is exactly what leaders should be encouraging as to how collaborations in their organization should work. That while at times, individual employees should take the lead in sharing their own unique perspectives to help inform what choices or decisions should be made, they should also be encouraged to do so in a way that balances their unique voice within that larger shared vision or goal that this group has been assigned to attain. Doing so not only allows employees to feel heard and understood, but it also creates an environment where they feel like they are contributing to something much bigger than themselves. And this leads us to the second powerful strategy for boosting collaboration that we can learn from jazz, which is, as leaders, we need to allow others to take center stage to shine, especially if their viewpoint is different from ours. One of the common mistakes leaders make about collaboration is that it can only happen if there's alignment and harmony amongst the team players. And this idea is often propped up by the imagery of a sports team working together to beat the opposing side. That in order for them to win, they all have to be working together in perfect sync with one another. As a result, when creating teams to achieve a certain goal, Leaders tend to look for people who they think can work together with little drama or conflict. And yet what we learn from jazz is that the best and most creative songs have this creative tension amongst the musicians. Often this is because one of the key elements to jazz music is improvisation, where musicians play what they feel in that moment as opposed to just sticking to a prescribed set of musical notes. The key to improvisation and jazz, though, is that each member has to not simply respect what the others are playing, but enhance their melodies within their own improvisations. To illustrate what I mean, take a listen to this recording I made of a jazz trio playing at an outdoor concert at this year's Montreal Jazz Festival. Now, at first, it may seem like the three musicians are competing with one another instead of playing together. But did you notice how there were times where they seemed to be playing in concert instead? This ebb and flow style is characteristic of jazz music, where musicians can have differing interpretations and yet still have moments of spontaneous synchronicity. The reason that it works is because the members of this trio have developed a bond of trust that allows them to feel free to explore their differences knowing that despite doing so, they'll still find common ground and ultimately create a cohesive musical piece. It's this same dynamic that's found in successful sporting teams. Sure, when they're playing a game, the team players are all working in concert, 
But this only came about because during practice games, they had the freedom to test and try various plays and player lines to figure out which ones would lead to a successful outcome when it came time to face off against an opposing team. This type of dynamic is not just critical to a successful jazz collaboration, but also to team collaborations. In fact, research done by Google found that what made some teams more successful than others was not alignment, but creating a psychologically safe environment where people could share and explore their divergent viewpoints. Fostering that sense of psychological safety where conflict could be productive and not destructive is what allowed these teams to work together and come up with smarter choices and consequently be more successful than those teams that focus more on achieving alignment. And I think this quote from jazz musician and fellow Montrealer Oscar Peterson captures this powerful strategy when he said, it's the group sound that's important, even when you're playing a solo. You not only have to know your instrument, you must know the others and how to back them up at all times. That's jazz. And I would add to that that this not only applies to jazz, but is without question one of the keys for promoting successful collaborations in your workplace. And the third powerful strategy for boosting collaboration is to embrace uncertainty brought forth by exploring new opportunities. Again, one of the common characteristics of jazz is its improvisational nature, that unlike most forms of music where there's an expected and standardized structure to a given song, in jazz, musicians are encouraged to explore and experiment, thereby almost creating a completely new song from the one they might have played previously. Again, the reason why this works in jazz is because the musicians have built this relationship where they encourage each other to go off the beaten path and stretch the boundaries of what can be played within an existing song's melody. Similarly, to promote collaboration in your workplace, you have to empower employees to innovate within the constructs that define your goals so they can explore new opportunities to achieve them. After all, collaboration is most successful when employees are free to explore the what-ifs and what could be instead of limiting themselves to the status quo. This is where we create an environment where we remove any fear of failure or fear of the unknown by encouraging employees to test, question, and challenge their assumptions. Just as a jazz musician looks to explore how they can create new melodies in response to their audience's mood and reactions, fostering collaborations in your workplace should give your employees the freedom to explore what might improve your company's products or service offerings based on what feedback they get from your customers for what's working and what needs improvement. Again, there's a quote here I want to share from another jazz artist that brings this idea to life. This one from Herbie Hancock. We all have the natural human tendency to take the safe route, to do the thing we know will work rather than taking a chance. But that's the antithesis of jazz, which is all about being in the present. Jazz is about being in the moment at every moment. It's about trusting yourself to respond on the fly. If you can allow yourself to do that, you never stop exploring. You never stop learning in music or in life. Similarly, if you want collaborations in your workplace to be effective, it can't be about sticking to the status quo or playing it safe. Rather, it has to be about creating an environment that embraces uncertainty, that not only accepts it as the new normal, 
but relishes how it creates opportunities for the expression of new ideas and new approaches that can improve not only what we offer today, but of what value we can create going forward. In many ways, this is probably an apt description of jazz as well, and why it continues to broaden in scope and scale in the kinds of musical styles and motifs that are incorporated in this genre. Indeed, in jazz, the focus is not so much on defining what isn't jazz, as it is on how to discover new ways to express ideas and sounds in its evolving musical tapestry. So while I may not have made you a new fan of jazz, I do hope I've helped you appreciate what you can learn from this musical genre about how you can improve the way collaboration is done in your organization, so that your employees not only succeed in their efforts, but evolve in the process as well. And with that, we finish another cup of Leadership Espresso Shot. And that's a wrap for this episode of Leadership Biz Cafe, brought to you by Tavernasir Leadership. Looking for a keynote speaker or corporate trainer for your next event? Then visit our company's website at tavernasir.com to find out how we can bring these kinds of insights to your organization, either at an upcoming conference, leadership retreat, or for a corporate training event. Now, if you have any questions or comments, drop me a note through the contact form on my website. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and as I shared at the start of this episode, on iHeartRadio as well. As I've mentioned in past episodes, your reviews are important in helping to support this show, and who knows, I may be sharing your review on a future episode of this podcast. In the meantime, you can find the show notes for past episodes as well as links to subscribe to the show on the podcast page at tavernasir.com slash LBC. And with that, I'm Tavernasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.